Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, the recap for the final day of testing in 2024. I can't believe it's over already, but here we are on the final day. I'm going to run through all the teams and what they got up to today. And also at the end, I'm going to give you my thoughts at the minute, the order of the team. So I'll give you my top 10 how I think they're doing. There will be a predictions video for just the General Drivers' Championship. That will come out on Sunday, I think. I haven't fully planned it yet, but that is coming out on Sunday. And also on Saturday morning, there will be the regular F1 news video, as there always is, because there is still more stuff to get into, even though I've rounded up the last three days of testing, there's more stuff to get into. So make sure you subscribe for all of that so you don't miss anything. Of course, next week, Back again to cover all of the actual F1 race. There's probably also F2, maybe, so we're covering that. Maybe the F3 is here as well. I don't know, I haven't looked it up. But if there is coverage, if that's happening, there'll be coverage of it here, right? So, um, yeah, subscribe for all that. Make sure you like the video as well. And if you want, you can leave a little comment. You can write, fantastic analysis yet again, 10 out of 10. That's the comment I would leave, of course. So... Let's get into this with some bloody recapping of testing. Starting with just, well, I'll just run through another incident that happened today because we have the return of the drain. I put on Twitter earlier that this is kind of like the three original Star Wars movies. Instead of A New Hope, testing day one was no hope, unless you were a Red Bull fan. Uh, the second one, instead of being uh, The Empire Strikes Back, it was The Ferrari Strikes Back. And then instead of Return of the Jedi, today was Return of the Drain. Because yesterday we had the incident where the drain popped up and nearly ruined the floor of the Ferrari. Today, it popped up again. Um, this was very early in the morning session, and I'm not entirely sure who actually caused it this time, but the drain popped up, red flag for an hour and 45 minutes. This was within the first hour or so of testing this morning as well. So once that was sorted, what they decided to do was cancel lunch. So they would now be uninterrupted running. I remember seeing the clock at one point said like seven and a half hours left to go. So we have had pretty much non-stop uh, testing today ever since they fixed that drain issue. So a lot has gone on today. Let's start, though, with uh, Haas. And Kevin Magnussen was in in the morning. And you know what, Haas, I've had a really interesting one because the... The car itself looks good, but it doesn't necessarily look quick. But today, they did start putting in a few good lap times, and he got a lot of laps in, just like Haas have done pretty much all across the three days. Um, and then something mad happened. Before he got out of the car, he was just standing in the cockpit. He then asked one of the engineers to pass him a hammer, and he just went mad with a hammer inside the cockpit. Not entirely sure what he was doing, but... You know, I'm sure it was very technical, whatever Magnussen was doing with that hammer. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg comes in in the afternoon. He got a lot of laps in, um, put some really good times in as well. So in the morning session, Magnussen was 7th overall. That dropped down to 16th. He got 80 laps, though. Uh, Hulkenberg 11th overall with 89 laps. So altogether, uh, Haas got 169 laps in, which is the most of anyone today, and I think the most of any anyone on any individual day. A lot of running from Haas here. So... I mean, there is a lot of positives here for Haas. There's a lot of negatives as well. 
They don't look like they're quick, but the reliability is incredible. I can't think of any reliability issues at all for the Haas over the three days. They've got a lot of running in here over the three days, so they've got a lot of data. So hopefully that data will be able to help them improve the car improve the tire wear issue if that is still an issue i'm not sure if it is or not i don't think it is because they were out there a lot and they wouldn't be if they had massive tire wear so there is a silver lining to this for the Haas, but much like they have been saying themselves i do think they'll be starting this right at the back uh cross to stake f1 team Sauber now and uh, valtteri bottas was in in the morning but he wasn't in for long didn't get many laps in at all before the stake car was in the garage uh, there was some kind of issue they haven't come out and said what it was but um we were able to see through the uh, walls that they put up outside the garage to see the entire rear end was off the car so a very serious issue for bottas in the morning joe would come in in the afternoon and it would take them a while to get going again so still working on that issue uh Joe would go on to the C4 tyres at the end of the day and put in a really quite impressive time. But, you know, once again, uh, times don't matter in testing, as we all already know. And who knows what kind of run plans or engines or fuel loads he was doing when he did that. So Bottas uh, ended the morning in ninth. That became 18th overall. Only 28 laps for him in the morning. Joe, though, finished third, which was uh, okay. Um, 85 laps for him. 113 laps altogether, which put them eighth in the constructors for total laps today. Uh, racing Bulls now, or Racing Bills. Sorry, I forgot to call them the Racing Bills. Uh, Daniel Ricardo was out in the morning he had a very very early lap on the C4s which I guess was just kind of a, to understand them a bit more because he didn't go especially fast on them then reverted back to the C3s also had a broken aero rake this morning as well so that wasn't great for them that set them back a little bit then he just went into long runs on the c1 the remainder of the day uh, yuki sonoda came out in the afternoon more long runs for him as well uh, towards the end though he put the c4 tires on as well uh, and also just covered the car uh, in flovis the entire right hand side of the car was covered in flovis which is quite surprising to see on the like the afternoon of the last day of testing because you'd think that they'd have an understanding of all that from the earlier days but they did stick that on there uh, overall though ricardo was 10th uh, in the morning session that turned into 19th out of the 19 drivers 70 laps for him in the morning Yuki, fifth overall, so that's quite impressive, with 53 laps for him. So altogether, that is 123 laps, which puts them third overall in terms of constructors for today. Another good day of running here for the racing bills. I, I, I do wonder about their pace, though, because either they're you know a strong midfield team... Or they could be challenging that top four, top five. And I'm not entirely sure. Are they hiding pace? I'll look forward to seeing that. Uh, they had an interview with Ricardo today that I saw where he was like, yeah, we're going to be challenging for points, not necessarily podiums, but maybe throughout the season we will be challenging for podiums. So I think racing bills are a really interesting one to watch uh, so far uh, this year. So that should be a lot of fun. Moving across to Williams, who've had a bad test this far. Um, lots of issues for them throughout the first two days. But today seemed to go... Okay, so lots of flovers on the car 
this morning, and it did look quite shaky throughout the afternoon. Uh, Albon put the C4 tyres on at one point, but didn't set a lap time, then reverted back to the C3s. Did get some good lap times in, though, and a good amount of laps. It was sick for Albon, who was in the car all day. 121 laps for him, which put Williams joint fourth on the day for amount of laps. So I feel like Williams are maybe playing a bit of catch-up today, but I think that they did do quite well. Uh, across to Alpine, and something quite incredible has happened to the Alpine, and I'm going to celebrate it, because it's very rare that I get to say the word incredible and Alpine within the same sentence. So if you're watching this on YouTube and not listening to it on your podcast supplier of choice, here is the Alpine, <clears throat> or should I say, here is how the Alpine appeared yesterday. Because this morning... We see the Alpine has changed. It has grown colour. You can see here on the nose. So we go back to yesterday, that's entirely black. But this morning, it is blue. A miracle has happened, everyone. Colour is slowly appearing on the Alpine. So they must have found uh they must have found somewhere where they can lose some weight on the car and thought, you know what? We'll put some colour on this car. I still don't think it looks good, but there is more colour on the car, so maybe this is something we're going to see throughout the year, if they find more and more places where they can save weight. Maybe by the end of the year, we all have an Alpine that has loads of colour on it. And wouldn't that be great? Like a caterpillar turning into a beautiful butterfly. Anyway, not much to talk about about Ocon this morning, apart from his blue nose. Uh, Gasly came in in the afternoon, and the wheel brow broke which is something I don't think I've ever seen before, because it was just the front half of it just snapped off and flew up in the air. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. So that was the only two eventful things that happened with Alpine today, because they didn't really get many laps in either. Ocon finished the morning in 8th, which turned to 17th. 55 laps for him. Gasly was 15th overall with 47 laps, so that gave them 102 laps overall, which isn't bad, uh, And it, but it did put them 10th, so the least laps of any team uh, on the grid today. Uh, let's go across to Aston now. Uh, Lance Stroll in, in the morning. He was the first out of the blocks this morning. Uh, Aston wasting no time there. And just put in some strong steady work. You know, there was some good times for him, uh, some decent laps. It, the car looks a lot better for him now. I think he struggled a lot more on the first day, but it seems like he's got more and more comfortable with it. Not He got 46 laps in, so he could have got a few more, but you know what, yet again, he was in that morning session that was a bit interrupted, so you got to give and take a little bit there. Uh, Alonso came in in the afternoon and he really started pushing the car and it became a little bit more unstable than I'd seen it over the first few days, but Alonso seemed to handle it quite well. Now, he put in a time which was half a second off the back of Max Verstappen and they put it in at the same time-ish on the same tyre. Now, of course, lap times don't matter and we don't know fuel loads, we don't know engine modes, but the interesting thing here is, yes, the lap time was half a second off, but in sector one and sector three, Alonso was like 0.03 off of max. All the time was lost in sector two. So sector one and sector three have big, long straights on it. So this tells me here that that Aston is as good as the Red Bull in the straights. Maybe not as good, 
but very close. The way the way he's losing uh, speed is in your more slow corners, especially is it turn 10, which is the one where everyone locks up at before the second DRS straight in the middle. That's a very slow corner there, so maybe that's where Aston are losing time. But some good news here for Aston fans is that the car itself is very quick in a straight line, which makes it very good for overtaking and makes it very hard to be overtaken. So some good stuff for Aston there. Uh, Alonso consistently in that first sector was quick, often setting purple uh, sector ones. Later on, Charles Leclerc would set the fastest time on the C5 tyre. Alonso came out on the C3, so two tyres harder than the C5, and still set the purple sector one time. So the straight line speed of that Aston, especially in the hands of Fernando Alonso, looks very good. Also, Alonso's long runs on the C3 tyre were very good, very consistent, and yet again, were not that far off the times that Max Verstappen was doing. So I think Aston maybe are hiding a bit of pace here, because the cars look steady, the cars look good, but it hasn't really been challenging the likes of your um, McLarens, Ferraris, Red Bulls over the course of the testing session. So I think Aston are hanging back a little bit thus far and have more uh, underneath the engine. Underneath the engine? Don't know what that means. Within the car, they have more uh, to show there. So overall, Stroll, 4th in the morning, that turned to 13th overall. As I said, 46 laps for him. Alonso took over in the afternoon. He was 8th overall with 75 laps, giving them 121 laps altogether. So they were joint 4th on the day in the teams. McLaren now, and yet again, a mixed day for McLaren. Lando Norris in in the morning, but not for very long. A clutch issue for Lando ended his running very early. Did not get many laps at all for Lando Norris. Piastri would come out in the afternoon. It was one of the first out in the afternoon. So yet again, McLaren making up for lost time there. Piastri went straight into the long runs, but would get some more quick times towards the end of the day. Lando Norris finishes the morning in 5th, which turns into 14th. Only 20 laps for him. So the least of anybody taking part today uh, for Lando Norris. Oscar Piastri, though, 7th overall for him, with 91 laps, so incredible from Oscar Piastri today, to give them 111 laps overall, so ninth out of all the teams. So McLaren, yet again, have a fast but risky car, which to me, they've built a fast Alpine. That's what they've done here, because Alpine always had that thing over the last few years of they will sacrifice reliability for speed, but they've never had reliability or speed. Whereas this McLaren, it's fast, but I can foresee a lot of reliability issues. Because it seems like every day I've come here and gone, oh yeah, they lost quite a bit of time because they were fixing this or fixing that. So that's a big issue, I feel, for McLaren that needs to be addressed here. But if it is addressed, they've got a car that I think is quick and could challenge for, you know, second place in the constructors, because I still don't think anyone is touching Red Bull and Max Verstappen. More on that as I get into it. We'll have our top ten later on. Ferrari! Uh, Sainz was in in the morning and Ferrari are not messing about because they have brand new parts already on the rear of the car. Carl Sainz goes straight onto the C4 tyres. He sets a time of 1.32.0. He then goes to the C3 tyres, the harder tyres, and goes faster. <laughs> There's lots of laps for him towards the end of the morning as well. So some good running for Ferrari. Charles Leclerc takes over in the afternoon and tests out the C5 to go top by three tenths of a second. 
Lots of fast laps overall for Leclerc as well towards the end of the day. Carlos Sainz finished the morning in first, which turned to ninth. 71 laps for him. Leclerc finishes first overall with 74 laps for him, which is 145 laps on the day for Ferrari, which is second overall for all the teams. Another great day of running for Ferrari. I think they can be very happy with how this test has gone. Interestingly, though, Leclerc's fastest time on the C5 tyre was actually slower than Sainz's fastest time yesterday, which I think was on the C4 or the C3. So, you know, Ferrari, again, not showing their hand here. I don't think anyone was truly going for it. We didn't see those massive glory runs that we might have expected at the end of the day. But I think Ferrari are very comfortable here and very, very happy. So they are ones to watch. <clears throat> now, Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton was in in the morning and after the red flag for the drain, he was first out there. Um, he put the C5 on, but he had a huge lockup into turn one, so I had to abandon that lap. He went and got a new set and set a lap on the C5, which was seven tenths of a second behind what Sainz had done on the C3, which was the fastest time at that point. Um, looked very squirrely at moments, but it wasn't all bad for Hamilton because he did overtake a Haas. So that was good. Uh, Russell took over in the afternoon and the car looked a bit more solid there. This is something that I've noticed a lot with Mercedes is I don't know if it's maybe they're testing things out in the morning and they kind of understand it a bit more in the afternoon, but it seems like every morning they're in a bit of trouble and by the end of the day, they've kind of got over it. So I'm not really sure what's happening there, but it's good confidence for Mercedes fans that they're kind of understanding the car a bit more this year round. Uh, Russell got some good laps in. Hamilton ended the morning in third, which then became 12th. 49 laps for him. Russell, second on the day, very close behind uh, Leclerc's time, and I think he was on the C3s. So uh, 67 laps for him, which is 116 laps overall, which is seventh. And finally, Red Bull, who've had a very quiet day, which, you know, if any other team, I would be, like, concerned. But with Red Bull, when they have a quiet day, it's quite scary and it always feels like they don't even need to test at this point. They just know what's going on. Perez started the morning. Very, just very steady running for him. He went out, got a few good laps, got a few good times, came on in, handed over to Max on in the afternoon. He had some quick times on the C3 early in the session, then just went into long runs really, really consistent in a way that you would expect Max Verstappen to be on the C3 tyres. Uh, Sergio Perez ended the morning in second, which became 10th, 53 laps for him. Verstappen ends the day fourth, he had 66 laps, which is 119 laps overall, which puts them sixth. So, there you go, that is the roundup for everyone on the final day of testing, and it's now time for me to give you my order in which I think the teams are. So, like I said... I'll do a driver's predictions that'll come out on Sunday. But this is for the teams now. So, <clears throat> we'll start with 10th. Well, I don't think I'll surprise anyone here. Haas, I think, are 10th. They don't have the speed. They have reliability, which is good, and they will benefit from that. But yeah, the speed isn't there. They say they'll get it from upgrades. But I was trying to think earlier... Have Haas ever brought an upgrade in the history of them being a team 
that's actually worked. Because I can't think of any time that's ever happened where Hass have brought an upgrade and the upgrade has helped them. So, 10th for Hass. In ninth, I have Williams. Now, Williams look like they might have a quick car, but it's just so, like, uncontrollable. For Logan and for Albon, it just seems to be a mess all the time. I do think they will improve that throughout the year. And I think what they've done, really, is built a car that is unpredictable, and they're hoping to kind of conquer it. But I think for the start of the year, they will be ninth. In eighth, I've put Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber, just because they kind of have the opposite of the Williams. They have a very steady car, which I think is around about the same uh, speed as the Williams, but a lot easier to control. Seventh, I've gone for Alpine. You know, it looks good for Alpine that they can have more colour on their car, but overall, I don't know if they're hiding their pace or they don't really have much, but Alpine just feel very much like they're seventh. Six is the Racing Bills. Because I think they've got a car which is pretty good, but not good enough to challenge those top, now, the top five teams. But still very good and will be there getting the points in the lower points places and getting those higher positions where the teams above uh, mess up. Uh, fifth, I've gone for Mercedes. Now, Mercedes for me are either fourth or fifth. And all over the last three days I've had them fifth. Today, George Russell's running in the afternoon, maybe think maybe fourth, but I'm going to stick with my gut here and go fifth for Mercedes, because in fourth I have Aston, because I think they're not showing their full hand yet. I think they built a team, they built a car for Fernando Alonso, and I think he understands it very well, and when he's unleashed on that, I think he'll do very well. So fourth for Aston. McLaren I have in third place. Uh, just because their car is, I think, as fast as maybe the Ferrari, but there's big reliability concerns for me uh, with McLaren there. Second is Ferrari, who I think have got a brilliant car, but I don't think it's as good as the car in number one place, which is the Red Bull, especially in the hands of one uh, Sir Maximilian Verstappen, because I think that car with him, they're very confident that they're going to do this, and who knows how many races he'll win this year. But there you go. So run for it again. Haas, Williams, Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber, Alpine, Racing Build, Mercedes, Aston, McLaren, Ferrari, Red Bull. There you go. That is the roundup for testing day three. If you've missed my other testing roundups, they're all available for you. I've got a playlist. You can go watch the playlist if you want. I'll be back tomorrow morning for the news video predictions on uh, Sunday. Then it'll be the preview on Thursday, qualifying reaction on Friday, race reaction on Saturday. If there is F2 or F3, that'll be Saturday as well. So loads of videos coming up over the next week or so. So make sure you subscribe for all that. Until then, though, have a good one. I'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>